Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is April 18th, 2023. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by A Curious Future. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is Every day brings a chance to live free of regret and with as much joy fun, and laughter as you can stand by Oprah Winfrey. So we are drinking Freezer Spell from sipaspell.com. It is a lemon meringue green tea. It's very bright with lemon notes. Ooh, I'm a big fan of it. Um, we are focusing this week on lemons Yesterday, we talked a little bit about the history and some mythology around the lemon, and today we are talking culinary. So I've said it once, I've said it before, um, I really enjoy HelloFresh, like not sponsored, I wish. I really enjoy HelloFresh, um, and I get it on and off, like I'll be really into it for a few weeks, and then I drop off for a few months, just depending on like where I'm at in my life, and like just, you know, it depends on a lot of things. But one thing it taught me was like how you can put lemon on anything. They put lemon on chicken and then pasta and then pork chops and then salads and like risotto. Like they just put lemon on absolutely everything. And I was like, oh, you can just add lemon to absolutely anything and it's delicious. So that's the tip I know. Let's see what uh, tastingtable.com has to say. One, they do recommend fresh. So maybe not the little lemon plastic bottle. Now, apparently juicing it is like um, a known hard thing. So even culinary beginners probably feel like juicing a lemon is within their grasp. But there are some subtle nuances to this technique that can make all the difference. In terms of efficiency and ease, for example, rolling a lemon under your hand can loosen some of the fruit juice inside to give you a better yield when it comes to liquid. After having the lemon, you can use the citrus reamer um, or even just a fork to help release the juices. Um, you can even microwave it for 10 to 30 seconds if you need more help. Then, of course, there's different types of oranges. Yes, I have definitely found myself in a situation where I'm definitely using not the type of lemon I want without even like really understanding that there were differences. Like there's one lemon that definitely makes things taste a little bit like it's cleaner, but I don't know which one that is. Maybe it's a Meyer lemon. I don't know, but there's definitely a cleaning solution lemon taste out there. And then they say brighten up your cooking. Yes. So they say, uh, the zest of a lemon is a great way to add lemon flavor to a dish without the extra moisture uh, moisture or acidity. 
so both of these elements can wreak havoc on certain types of food like green vegetables. So moisture can interfere with browning. And then for other things like dips, spreads, and oils, um, you sometimes you want to avoid just watering it down. So zest is a great option for that. Oh, but when you zest it, you want to avoid the pith, which is the white part. So when you're zesting, you really only want to get that yellow. If you get the white part, it's very bitter. You can use it to tenderize meat, which makes sense, like if you marinate, which makes sense. It's, it, like, um, it's acidic. You balance salt with acid. And then, yeah, very nice. Love, love. All right, which is... Moving into some headlines, this comes to us from Glamour.com. So like we mentioned yesterday, we are moving into Mercury in retrograde. Like we said before, uh, yesterday, uh, the first retrograde of the year will occur under the Taurus sign, but we may start to feel the effects of pre-retrograde shadow as early as the 7th of April and then up until the 31st of May. So we have for you a little uh, Mercury and Retrograde Survival Guide. And this comes to us from SpiritualGangster.com. They say, first, uh, collect your words through the period of Mercury and Retrograde. Pause before you speak. Next, let others speak. Once we do break through and allow words to flow, Mercury retrograde can influence us to keep talking and not allow others to get a word in edgewise. Next, connect with nature. Things do have a habit of breaking during Mercury and retrograde, especially technological systems. So if your website crashes or you're locked out of your email, just use the time to disconnect, like lean in, lean into it. Next, read the details. Uh, you can sign contracts in Mercury Retrograde, but you want to read them thoroughly twice, maybe three times. Can I be honest? If I've learned anything just like running businesses on the internet, people do not read anything. <laughs> like, uh, for example, Michael's book comes out soon and his pre-order page on the website, big bold letters, first thing, pre-order, ships mid-April. The number of emails I've gotten, like, why haven't I gotten this book? Da, 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 da. You need to give me a refund. I'm like, did you, you didn't read the listing. It's not published yet. Like, it said it was pre-order and then they're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, but like, if I've learned anything, no one reads anything ever. And I, if I could change anything in the world, it's that we read things that we buy, read past the title. Uh, read the first sentence minimum if you buy something. <laughs> like, oh, oof, oof, oof. I swear I could just go on and on. Uh, confirm plans. Much like contracts, we are more prone during this time to miss details, leading to switch times, missed planes, or forgotten dates. Spend time with yourself. A wonderful side effect of Mercury Retrograde is the increased ability to talk with yourself. Next, be open to realignment. If Mercury retrograde breaks something in your world, consider it a good thing. If energies are perfectly aligned, Mercury won't be able to affect them. So, um, yeah. And then if you're into crystals, if you're into crystals, you don't have to be. Here are some crystals to help you survive Mercury retrograde. Agate, Amazonite, Onyx, Aquamarine, and 
Papa Philite. Super cool. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, April 18th. The waning crescent moon glides out of Pisces and lands in the raging flames of Aries. Here, the moon squares Mars. Mars is in Cancer, so the moon finds itself in mutual reception with Mars, pulling the planet of action even closer. Unfortunately, Mars is in its fall in the sign of Cancer and is struggling to get into motion. In Cancer, our actions are reactive in nature, and it's hard to get going if our feelings aren't involved. It's not a terrible idea to check in with yourself before going into action. Ask yourself, is this true? Is this kind? Is this necessary? If you answer no to any of these questions, it might not be a bad idea to keep yourself in check. Your daily moon mantra is, acting without thinking is like shooting without aiming. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Humans have been obsessed with predicting the future ever since the dawn of civilization. We've watched the stars, gazed into crystal balls, thrown bones, red cards, and more, all in an effort to better understand ourselves and our place in this magical world. A Curious Future is your guidebook to a variety of divination practices. Did you know that you can divine with wine? Or that a simple pair of dice can give you prophetic insight? This book will help you predict the future through a variety of insightful and sometimes unusual techniques. A Curious Future by Kiki Dombrowski is available for order online from your local bookshop or wherever books are sold. All right, so we have a question from one of our listener, Kat. Kat asks, how do I plan a witch's garden? I want to start researching this. This is such a good question. So first off, not all of us have the greenest thumbs. I'm talking about me. I'm very bad. I will say, with the help of Lilith, one of our podcast listeners, I was able to trim my rose bush, and now I have little roses, and I'm just so happy. Honestly, you give me a few rosebuds, and I'm just, like, living. I'm just so happy. So before we get into, like, how to plan your spring garden, which, like, it's time, and your witch's garden... I do want to dig into like the 12 easiest herbs to grow, especially if you do not have a green thumb. Keep in mind, some of this information may contradict with like the best way to do it, but like we're just piecing together information here, you know? And sometimes like people will be like, oh, like that shouldn't grow. And then it does, you know? So we can just try things. So first off, sage. Sage is used primarily in poultry dishes and stuffing in the witch world. We use it for cleansing and for spell pouches and uh, candle spells. Like we, sage is very common in the witch world and it's very lucky that it's very easy to grow. Uh, Common or garden sage is the variety primarily used in cooking. The strong flavor of the leaves means a single plant should easily meet your culinary requirements. Plants grow well outside or inside as long as they receive six to eight hours of direct sunlight every day. 
If you're growing inside, supplement them with fluorescent grow lights if necessary. And this is from herbsathome.com. I will link to this. Next, parsley. So parsley is a very common culinary herb. Um, you, It's very common in classic Italian food, um, French food, and luckily it's easy to grow. Next is oregano. So oregano uh, is very popular with indoor herb gardens. And when grown outside, it acts as a perennial plant coming back to life every spring. It likes light, well-drained soil, and the chance to dry out between waterings. Now, oregano is really awesome um, in your teas for herbal. It's very good for breathing and lungs and the... uh, uh, what like the breathing track, you know what I'm talking about. I can't think of the word, but like your air situation, your system. Um, oregano is really, really good for that. It's a great arsenal for uh, medicinal teas. Big fan of it. Next, we have mint. So mint has the overwhelming tendency to become a nuisance in the garden, taking over space. Yes, I did plant mint once in a three-herb space, and I sent a picture to my friend, and he was like, you immediately have to remove that mint. It will overtake. So you want to put it in its own spot, in its own container. Um, And then mint is absolutely wonderful in magic for money magic, uh, cleansing, uh, bringing in good energy into, uh, into a space. This would be a great opportunity to use any leftover from your plant, throw it in like a simmer pot uh, while you're cleaning. Ugh, absolutely wonderful. And then next we have thyme, one of my personal favorite herbs to cook with. Thyme uh, is very aromatic. Its flavor is really commonly used in meat dishes, soups, and stews. And it's easy to grow. So definitely consider thyme. Um, I forget like the magical correspondences to thyme, but it's a very hearty herb. Um, when I smell it, it makes me think, oh, things are coming. Like I'm about to be nourished. I'm about to be satisfied. So it could be a great option to add to your spell work where you have that uh, thirst for more, like you want more. So I love it. Next we have dill. Dill is very popular. Um, you can use it in gardening, um, for pickling. Like if you pickle like cucumbers, make pickles, you know, dill pickles. Um, I love to use it in soup. Um, it is also used in money magic as well. It's considered a money herb. So, uh, lucky for us, it's pretty easy to grow. Next, we have chives. Uh, these are watered frequently, and you can and they can grow about twelve inches. Uh, but apparently, they're really easy to grow. Again, great in cooking. A great way to just like add a little choppy chop on top of stuff and make it look really fancy. <laughs> Cilantro is also very easy to grow, and then lemongrass. Lemongrass is tropical. It is known for its citrusy flavors. So if you're really into Thai dishes or anything like that, uh, lemongrass would be a great thing to grow. It's also, again, very um, big in witchcraft for money and cleansing. Lemongrass it has an incredible smell, uh, great aroma. Uh, you can grow them indoors in a container. 
So again, easy to grow, use in both cooking, magic, and aromatic um, aromatherapy. You have a lot of options with that one. Now, bay laurel, the real MVP here, the bay leaf. So bay laurel uh, can be grown inside as well as outside. It can be grown in containers. Um, we love the bay leaf, right? Witches really love to write their little wishes on bay leaves and burn it. It's a really satisfying thing to use because it burns really nicely. And then it is a great option to add to your food. Anything that's cooking for a long period of time, anything that's simmering, uh, a bay leaf is always good. And it, it does not matter what you're making. Anything that simmers, uh, a bay leaf is where it's at. Next, we have basil. So again, basil is very, very common in cooking, um, also very common in magic. This is a really good job uh, money herb. It's also very good as tea. I forget what it's good for in tea, but it is a very underrated tea herb as well and very popular in cooking. This is one you would get a lot of use out of. Next, tarragon. So tarragon, in my opinion, is very commonly in French dishes. Um, it's great with vegetables, eggs, fish dishes. I'm not sure if it's magical properties right off the top of my head, and I don't want to stumble to pause to Google it. Um, but again, very easy to grow. Now, some difficult herbs to grow. Things to avoid. Uh, rosemary, even though I've never had trouble growing rosemary, but they say rosemary and lavender are kind of difficult. These are ones I think as witches we would naturally want to lean towards to plant and grow. I mean, still give it a chance. Like, the, like you know, these are just suggestions. Like, they're not going to arrest you, you know. Um, but these are kind of difficult to grow. <laughs> but they're herbs that, like, witches could be very tempted to grow. So it's just good information to have. All right, witches. Uh, we will be linking to that one as well for you in our witchpod.com link tree. Uh, but that is all I've got for you. We may do some more tips later on like, um, doing your spring garden. Actually, let's just do it now. We have plenty of time. Okay. So what are some, okay. So planning for your spring garden is best done in winter. So you have time, but like, we're all just doing our best. So you can look up diagrams online to help you visualize your garden where things are going to go and what is best planted next to where, right? So you can take, like, let's say like six of those herbs just sounded really interesting to you that I just read. Write down all the six, draw a diagram, like draw your flower bed and section it off and then look up, okay, what grows good next to what? And then you can kind of base off there of what you're going to grow and where you're going to put it. So you want to... uh start your seeds indoors uh, this way just to get them kicked off in like a controlled environment. Uh, you can buy starter pots and soils. You want stakes so that you know where what is, pruning shears, and gardening gloves. This will really help you uh, when it's time. I'm a big fan of gardening shears or pruning shears, not just for outside, uh, but when I get fresh flowers, like my mom sent me a bouquet of flowers for my birthday, and now every three days I'm trimming them, like having uh, pruning shears is very nice, and you will not uh, regret it. So yeah, those are some tips of how to get started. I really hope it's helpful. And that's it. 
All right, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Kim Bose. Kim, you dapper, tenacious starfish. Karen Walker, Karen, you scholarly, bombastic dragon. Vanessa, you celestial, glittery sun goddess. Portia Bishop, Portia, you uh, glowing avant-garde kraken. And then finally, Sarah H., you formidable, tenacious Valkyrie queen. Thank you, five, so much ring Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull today. Our card is Seven of Stakes from the Buffy Tarot deck. Power, you have it. Others don't. This bothers them. The Seven of Stakes is a helpful reminder to continue living at full power, but to be aware that other people may view your success as a threat. You may find yourself having to defend your feelings, your expertise, or your talent. So be prepared to advocate for yourself. Or side tip, uh, don't say anything and let them just struggle with it within their own minds. Mm. All right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we've mentioned today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pool can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. I had an abortion when I was 15 years old in my home state of Arizona in 1994. It was not a decision that I made lightly, but I have never for one moment doubted that it was the right decision for me. But so much has changed in Arizona and many other states since then. If I were that same 15-year-old in Arizona today legally, I would have to get parental consent. I would be forced to undergo a medically unnecessary ultrasound, go to a state-mandated in-person counseling session designed solely to shame me into changing my mind, and then take a state-mandated 24-hour time out to make sure I really know what I wanted. And finally, I would be forced to give the state a reason why. Well, here is mine. It is my body, not the state's. Women and their doctors are the ones that are in the best position to make informed decisions about what is best for them no one else. No bill that criminalizes abortion will stop anyone from making this incredibly painful decision. These bans will not stop abortion from happening, but they will drive women and girls and people into the shadows, which is what this has always been about, shaming and controlling women's bodies. In the week after I shared my story on my show, women were coming up to me in the street, in the supermarket, at my gym, with tears in their eyes, thanking me for my bravery. But the word brave didn't sit right with me. Why is it brave to speak to an experience that millions of people around the world throughout history have gone through? And then I realized it is considered brave because as women, we have been taught to feel shame about our bodies since birth. I am so sad that we have to sit here 
in front of a row of politicians and give deeply personal statements because the why doesn't matter. It should not matter. I am a human being that deserves autonomy in this country that calls itself free, and choices that a human being makes about their own bodies should not be legislated by strangers who can't possibly know or understand each individual circumstances or beliefs. I'm here today to help destigmatize a legitimate medical procedure and continue to encourage women not to allow themselves to be shamed for their choices. And finally, I am here today for my two little girls, Birdie and Cricket. My dream for them is that they will live in a world in which women are truly equal with complete control over their own reproductive health. That is the dream I hold for all people, regardless of their privilege or parents or what state they live in. That dream is slipping further and further from reality with every ban passed. I hope that you, our elected leaders, can help us reverse the tide. Thank you. I look forward to today's discussion.